Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Before we get started, are you a subscriber to this series? That's what we ask in 2019, regardless of what we're talking about half the time. Uh, but, but seriously, if you're into the interviews, if you're a big music fan, I put out interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Consequence of Sound. So you should keep up to date by hitting the subscribe button wherever you're listening from, whether that's where you get your favorite podcasts like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, or you can also subscribe at YouTube or Spotify. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today my guests are Wallows. They've got their debut album out called Nothing Happens, talking with uh, Braden LeMasters, Cole Preston, and Dylan Minette. That's right, I got the whole trio on the phone here. And we're going to get into how Nothing Happens finally came around. They've known each other for like uh, over a decade, and they've been working on these songs for a, a lot of that time. And as the story goes, their 2017 single, Pleaser, Shot up the viral 50 chart on Spotify, which eventually led to an EP, and then finally a record label deal with Atlantic Records and getting signed for this album right here. We'll talk about how those songs changed throughout the years, how changing their actual band name became a dividing line in their career, and the L.A. scene that they came from. Of course, it's noted that a couple of the guys are actors in the band, very famous actors. Are the two careers something they try to separate or embrace? We'll get the answer there as well. And there's also some fun talk about living the rock star life by playing board games with touring mates and uh, a crazy bus fire that happened that luckily nobody was hurt, but did leave them nearly naked. This one's a lot of fun. It's Kyle Meredith with Wallows. Hey. 
How you doing? The compliments, nothing happens, uh, is such a fun record. Congratulations on this one. I know this is a really big deal, the debut album. Thank you. Yeah, I'll I'll point out what I'm sure some have pointed out before me that it does seem ironic that your debut album is called Nothing Happens because it feels like it's quite the opposite of those two words right there for you all right now. Well, I, uh, I mean that was definitely the goal in having sort of a <clears throat> ironic debut album title along the lines of like Is This It? Because I I, I kind of like that it opens the door for uh, like bad review headlines or something. But it also you know we've been through a lot of band names before in our lives like in our teen years and we'd, we'd go to these periods of time where not much would happen and we'd always say like oh and then nothing happens and then it just sort of caught on me like oh we should call our first album nothing happens but then as we went on with recording the uh, album and writing the songs and stuff but like lyrically and thematically it's sort of um it's sort of what it meant to the narrative was you know so many things can happen in your childhood or in your teen years or growing up or whatever in your life it seemed like the end of the world or seemed like such a big deal when really in the end as you get older and more experience, you realize nothing really happens and it's, everything's okay. So that's sort of what it means for the, the theme of the record and everything. Some of those themes that you're talking about here, and I know you've kind of talked about those before as the broad themes uh, of this record, you know, to write about love in any fashion during your teen years would change so much by the time you're in your 20s, you know, and, and how you kind of look at that. Uh, you know, the losing innocence part and, and the growing up. And some of these songs have been around a while, right? And if that's true... Have they have they changed in the way you've connected with them in that sense? Yeah, I mean, I feel like growing up is such a weird thing because you're just kind of in, you're just in stages of your life, and then you you reflect back and you realize how different you were or how different things seemed. It's a very strange thing, like growing, like literally, like when you grow, you're like, oh, now I'm taller and I look different, but I don't remember doing that at all. So I feel like yeah, with some of these songs, you know, like, there's a lot of new ideas and a lot of older ideas as well. I feel like the older ideas took a whole new shape. Like we completely like rearranged them or completely did different instrumentation or different lyrics to kind of match the vibe. And with the newer songs, I feel like, yeah, those are like a, you know, more current state of just how we're feeling or whatever. But yeah, the whole record just kind of, yeah, we wanted to have that over, over that whole theme, just overlooking the whole thing and feel it kind of like a, like the chapter ending from the springy peat of the album, like kind of summing up something and opening up a whole new door for the next album. But um, yeah, I feel like the songs kind of organically happen like that. Yeah, ask us, ask us in in a year how how we feel about the record. Yeah. It still feels super super fresh to us, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's too new, too new. <laughs> I think that goes with any band, though. I mean, uh, you know, the, the new thing is always the best thing. And then one year later, it's it's every artist will tell you every single thing they would have changed about that album, you know, in the past. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you kind of mentioned, too, and so, you know, as, as the history uh, of this band goes, you all have known each other for, for a, a long time now. And, and you have had several names in there. So where is the dividing line? Like, what makes the name change, if that's the moment, a hard divide between the present and the past for you all? Wow. I think uh, the reason we wanted to change the name is since we've been playing in this band for so long and different iterations of it, we've all been exposed to different music. And we've all, because we've known each other throughout our teenage years, we've all experienced more just general life. And I think we pull a lot of inspiration from our personal experiences and what we've been through as individuals and together as a band. And so changing the name just felt like the right way to be like, okay, we're, we've matured and this is us, like we're committing to something actually 
for real this time because now we're in a place where we can, I mean, it felt like we could sort of do it the way we've always wanted to do it. And it's crazy, too, because, you know, there you release your first single in 2017 with Pleaser. And as the story goes, it makes the viral 50 chart on Spotify while you're still unsigned. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a few years older. You know, I'm 37, and and when I was young, the way to get your band notices, of course, you hang lots of flyers up on telephone poles. And I know that's changed, and it's not supposed to sound like a back in my day sort of line right there. But it, but it's kind of interesting, like how quick yeah. it can happen once you put your music out there. I mean, did it did that feel like oh no, this is really getting away from us really quickly? Well, instead of hanging them up on the telephone poles, we we put them on the electric bird scooters around <laughs> town. Um, <laughs> That's smart. Uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, uh, I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like the digital age, like Instagram, social media, like you, anyone, anything can just be at the click of a button. It's kind of insane, like, or a click of a screen, not even a button. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm showing my age. No, I'm 37 as well. You know, um, but no, yeah, like anything on social media, like everything's so um, accessible. So I feel like... Um, we just had a, we were very lucky to have that help us out and um, now I just feel like everyone is here because they like the music and, and now we can just do what we always wanted to do so coming up for, as an LA band you know in the in the LA scene or that scene at least has had so many stories through the years did you all feel like you were part of something because I know there's a lot happening in that little town these days musically once again as it goes through its cycles not really we never really broke into any LA I feel like we weren't necessarily like even known as like this LA band. We just sort of, I don't know, not really, not really for us. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like for us being a part of the like LA musical community was sort of reverse engineered, where we put up, started putting out music that we actually were sort of proud of the one. And like since then, we've made so many friends who are, are doing the same thing. But yeah, it's weird. Like we, it, I kind of hate to say it, but yeah, we we never had really broken into the like LA thing that was going on, you know, like yeah, before I, before putting out Pleaser or whatever. Yeah, I feel more like we kind of like we're surrounded by artists that we admire from all over like the country and even like, the world, I guess. Like that's kind of the scene that I feel like we made ourselves kind of like fall into, if anything. Just that's what, well, how people perceive us, which is also how I'd love to be perceived as well, I guess. Just like artists like, you know, the Maria's and Honey and Claro and all these people that we admire. But uh, the L.A. scene, like Steel Panther, like we just never <laughs> lined up with them. That's too bad. That would have been a really nice uh, friendship right I there, know, I'm sure. I know. I had the hairspray and everything. I want that split EP now. That's that's what I desire. That's uh, going to come at some point. What do you think? There, there is the part of the band that you know. It seems like it's always got to brought up. There, there, you know, you've got multiple actors, popular actors working in the band, which used to be such a thing, and I do feel like it's not so much a thing anymore that people have to put that direct spotlight on it. But for some folks, you do have to separate that. And I, I don't know, is that you all? Do you all try to separate the two worlds, or do you embrace it? It's sort of it could go either way there because we definitely want them to be separated. Like we want people to take Wallace seriously because of the music and because of Wallace for sure. So in that in that sense, and yes, we like to separate them as much as possible. But we also do embrace it because we would be naive to ever assume that people in the beginning of the band when we put out music that no one was listening to it because they knew about one of us on a show or something. Like we would never deny that, or else we'd just be oblivious or just kind of like assholes. So it's like we're we definitely accept that and but i think what's become very clear is that time's gone on over you know of course in the last few years all the fans that are here are here purely because of wallows and music like if we were putting out 
music that no one was responding to and nobody liked, but we, we would be claiming nobody right now. I don't think anybody would care because of a show that one of us is on or any projects we've done. So I think um, we like to separate them, but we also embrace it because we'd be stupid not to. So it's just sort of, we're not dumb. We, we get it, you know, and we just, <laughs> if people like the music and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, I think I'd been listening to you all for about four months, and then I and I didn't know that I didn't realize it, and then like, oh no, I, I recognize both of you, yeah. But you know, I was listening to it yeah. before there I knew that. Yeah. yeah, that's what people are saying. That's what's cool to hear is like um, a lot of people say that you know they'll they'll be listening to the band and then they'll realize later on when they've already become a fan, become a fan of the music. So, sorry. So um, that's uh, yeah, I, I, we, I like hearing that. My favorite one is, oh my god, that drummer was in his Romeo and Juliet school play. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I knew I knew him. <laughs> I knew it. It's true. Oh, the <laughs> a, a, a little bit of uh, the, the extracurricular stuff here. There's a video series that you all do around board games, and you're playing board games with uh, with mm-hmm. with other bands. That really knocks out the idea of how people perceive rock star life is when you see a bunch of guys sitting around playing Sorry. <laughs> Flipping it on his, we're flipping the script. Oh God! If you saw the behind the scenes, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah no. I, I. Yeah. That was uh, just a little idea that that we had. We wanted to do an extra thing, just, just kind of fun content. I just came up with the idea to do board games, and it just kind of happened. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely turning the rock star life on its head. But you know, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, on the more serious side, the, tell me about the bus fire because I just saw the picture of that, and that looks. I mean, it doesn't look like there's much left of that bus. There is not much left of that bus at all. What's hilarious? Is, so we're okay. So first off, yeah, it's generator issue. Whole bus exploded, narrowly avoided. We're all lucky to be okay. Blah blah blah. That's what happened. <laughs> but we're on a new we're on a new bus, and uh, we're in Arizona right now as we're talking to you. And uh, overnight, we passed the burn site. Oh, man. Um, and our driver got out of the bus and still found some of our burned clothes on the side of the road, like, a few hours ago, which is hilarious. Like, he pulled in, he was like, is this, like, a, a part of anyone's shirt? It's, like, all burnt up. It's like, oh, my God, that was my shirt. I wore that at Coachella. That was my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so we passed the burn site last night, which is hilarious, in our new bus. Um, so, anyway, that's just a fun little tidbit of info. We just passed by it, and we still had some clothes in the grass. So what actually happened? I mean, were, were you all in the bus? I mean, what, what was the deal with you? You said a generator fire, but... Uh, right. So it, it's kind of a weird story. So we super last minute added this like radio promo show in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So us five in the band and our tour manager were actually on a flight. It was a layover in Dallas, then to Tulsa. And the bus was driving from San Francisco to meet us in Dallas, which was the next show after this radio promo thing in Tulsa. And so we get off the plane for the layover and our TM gets a call. <laughs> we're all like watching him. He just has the most sunken look you've ever seen on his face. He's like, call 911, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I think most of us thought it was like something to do with his girlfriend. Like, we thought it was like some other like life issue. Then he gets off the phone. He's like, dude, like Mike just called like the bus on fire. Because our, our driver was obviously driving the bus and our crew. We had three of our friends, two crew that were on the bus as well. So we weren't even there when it happened. But it was still really scary because it could have happened at any time. We didn't know if everyone was okay, but luckily everyone was cool. And the only thing that we really lost was the majority of us lost like all of our clothes. But uh, yeah, since then I think we've re- recovered well, and we've gotten some really some some good love from some brands that we like, and uh, have been thrift shopping in every city. But uh, yeah, just a generator fire, totally random freak accident. 
That's crazy. And well, it's good to hear that you don't have to do the rest of the tour with one pair of clothes or or potentially none. That's 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 the best news right there. Good, you know, congratulations. It was that way for a couple of days, but we we've made do since then. Um, but we, uh, I was literally saying, luckily we live in LA where there's like a bunch of great thrift stores. You can go get a bunch of cheap clothes really easily anywhere. So that's good. So we're going home tomorrow. I'm just gonna go. I cannot wait to send out with. Well, no, uh, the, the album's out now, but you've already kind of followed that up with a quick release. There's a, a new version of Are You Bored Yet, uh, which uh, involves an orchestra. Um, is, is there any, I mean, what's what's the story there? What is the story there? Yeah, I think it was, it may have been your idea, Dylan, at first, because we have a song called Treacherous Doctor. I don't know if I should, I guess I can talk about that, because that's not out yet, but we always thought that the chords were so um, sort of peculiar on that song that we thought a string arrangement would be really good for it. And so somehow it came together where we, we recorded two live songs at this studio called Henson Studios. And um, one of my friends from college plays violin and does like arranging for stuff. And so we had him arrange a four piece, I guess, a, what do you call it? A quartet? Danny, is that a quartet? Um, yeah, quartet. A quartet, yeah, for strings for the songs and just thought it'd be just like a cool reinterpretation of what it was to like sort of show not show off but just display the songwriting in a more unique and uh sort of we thought this we just always have thought strings are really beautiful so showing that in a new light we thought would be a good idea it's a cool version of it so it was uh I'm excited to run across that one. Uh, and again, you know, that's why I'll wrap it up. But uh, uh, congratulations on this record. I know it was a long time coming. I, I know you guys worked on it forever, but it, it all paid off. And we really love Nothing Happens Around Here. So thanks, man. Thank you very much. It's been great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it was a pleasure talking to you all three. Uh, hopefully, I'll be catching Wallows out on the uh, out on the tour. But uh, but good luck out there, guys. Hey, thank you so much, Kyle. Hey, appreciate you. it. All right, take care. See you later. See you later. Bye, bro. Hey, my thanks to Braden, Cole, and Dylan of Wallows. And again, the debut album is out now. It's called Nothing Happens. Hey, before you get out of here, don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from. Whether, again, that's uh, you get your favorite podcasts at iTunes and Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or YouTube. You can subscribe there as well. And then you can head to WFPK.org where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.